the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 256 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. That's right. We're calling this one 12th man in the middle for very obvious reasons. We're not going to dwell on it for forever. In fact, we're going to let you guys cover that as we get into the comments down the line because it's very, very, very obvious. Like like Dolo said, he's tired of it. We're tired of it. Figure on it. We're playing against 12 from here on out, so you got to do something about that. Now, to properly cover all the madness that just went down and that what we're dealing with right now, we can't really get into it without our crew. So let me welcome back everyone into the mix. Bam is here. Tony is here. Araceli is here. Araceli, how are you doing today? Actually doing very well. Today was my mother's birthday, so I'm still kind of winding down from the celebrations earlier. <laughs> Happy birthday to her. There we go. Cool. Shared birthdays. For certain. My father-in-law, this is also his birthday. So happy birthday to him as well. Uh, I, it's a busy day. What can I say? Uh, Bam, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, you know, but what can you do with all that kind of stuff? Uh, let me just take over this for a minute. Happy birthday, Joseph. So oh, everyone Lord, here. He, picked, he found the worst picture he could possibly find. <laughs> somewhere from the middle of Nebraska. Nice. Of course, of course. I had to go. I had to go with the worst one. So again, happy birthday to our fearless leader Joseph. I hope you've had a great day. Happy birthday to Araceli's um, mom, and happy birthday to your father-in-law as well. I'm doing okay. A little bit under the weather still from last week, fighting this cold. But it meant I got to, got to spend the weekend in bed watching some football games and watching in a cup set too, which was amazing for the Australian Cup. A uh, Dude, give some background because he sent it to me and it was super cool. <clears throat> Go for it. So we had Brisbane Roar versus City United playing in the FF, FF, F, Australia Cup now. What's the FFA Cup now? It's changed to the Australia Cup. It was 2-2 going into extra time. City United has a beautiful three-touch chip-the-keeper type play that gives them the goal that wins it. It's amazing. If you follow me on Twitter at LFC Australia, I retweeted it because it was just an amazing goal. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, 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 dude, both goals, I believe, in that game were just absolute highlight goals. I mean, out, absolutely outstanding, high-skilled stuff. And, uh, again, always love to see the upsets. I hope on our end, you know, I was really hoping for uh, Sacramento pulled off. didn't happen. But uh, it is always good to see cup upsets. That's why we play these it games. Is. This is why we it do is. This. It is. Yeah. Tony, how are you doing, man? Doing pretty well. Like I said, just getting over the weekend and overall, happy birthday to you, Joseph. Happy birthday to Aricelli's uh, mom. And of course, happy birthday to your father-in-law. So yeah, again, congratulations. Another year, another year in the books. Keep pushing forward. Hope it gets better. But like I said, we're here to... Uh, quickly talk about it and not talk about the middleman <laughs> the middleman is a good term the middleman because we know in in business and the rest of this world dealing with the middleman is always the worst part of it too bad the middleman in mls is the referee uh who seems to be the one controlling the way things are at this point in terms of standings in terms of results there isn't a single team in this league that doesn't have something to say about how inferior it is at this point um, and how much the skill of this league has passed the refereeing. 
Um, and I think it's getting exposed on a weekly basis and we just seem to be the biggest victims as of late. Um, and it will actually have a play in the supporter shield being decided. It could have a play in that. So yeah, tough, tough times with that for sure. But on our end, you know, uh, in short, we weren't innocent victims altogether in all this, right? There were situations we could have prevented and should have prevented uh, that put us in that position. If you know this isn't going to go your way and you know they're not going to play it your way, you have to always assume the worst, right? You don't turn your back on a play. You don't get lost in the arguments. You don't put yourself in positions where you're going to lose simply because you aren't happy with the moment. You have to play it through. You have to play. If you're playing against 12, that means you play that much harder. You force them to make hard decisions, right? Make it even harder on them by playing better, by doing more, um, forcing them into it. So here we are now in the situation where it looks a little sketch. Um, but instead of being all doom and gloom about this, I will say this. The magic numbers show a different story. Uh, I know we've, we've got this losing streak situation for the last five. But honestly, if we finish out halfway decent um, and get some momentum back before the playoffs, we're still going to be where we need to be question of philadelphia comes in but look we're only one magic number away from winning the west that's three points guys because austin tanked the last game that's three points off the board which gives us one win from taking top spot but it's even better than that we have nine ways nine outs okay this is like playing the river card and everything's in favor for you which is impossible right Bam's looking at me like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it, 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 this is so easy. You just have to survive. That's it. It should work out no matter what. Case one, easiest case, beat Minnesota. Maybe not the easiest we're playing, but there's your direct way through. Um, beat the Dynamo. You're still in. Uh, Austin loses to Salt Lake. You get the top seed. Austin loses to Nashville. Congratulations, you get the top seed. If we tie Minnesota and Austin tie Real Salt Lake, you still get the top seed. Uh, we look at Minnesota. Tie, we tie Minnesota and Austin ties Nashville. It's done. Um, again, there's nine scenarios. There's nine scenarios to make it, and everyone just looks that much easier. So you just have to be halfway normal here. Get a point. Right. It seems like that's all it's going to take three for sure. Your direct route without help, but it's there. You've put yourself in this position from your good play earlier in the year. Um, yeah, simple. Now, the issue, of course, will be the remaining schedule between us and Philadelphia for the supporter shield. Advantage has been lost by us, you could say statistically, but by the hard numbers, it hasn't. You're like, what are you talking about? Simply put. We still have the advantage on wins. That is your first tiebreaker. That is really the only thing we should really be looking at right now. Yes, they're up by three. Big deal. We have one extra game. So if we tie them on points somehow, some way, that puts us, if we can get another win, right, uh, in a place where we can take them on tiebreaker. So it's not over for us. It's just you're chasing now with a game in hand. And you're like, yeah, yeah, but, 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 look. We got to play Minnesota away. We got to play Dynamo at home, a revenge match. We got to play the Timbers away and then Nashville at home. Yes, Nashville is the hardest of the group, but it's the last day of the season. And you know how things go at home. 
Again, Bam, how many games have we lost at home this year? I believe it's only one. One. So why am I going to think I'm going to tank the next two at home? That's not our way. Even when we play bad, we get results. <laughs> it's home cooking. So, you know, there's two wins right there. Philly's got to run the board pretty much because their last three games, because they only have three games, are Atlanta away. I know Atlanta's a dumpster fire, but still it's Atlanta away. Uh, Charlotte away. They're, they're pretty desperate last time I checked. Um, and Toronto at home. And Toronto's basically playing for their lives as slim as the opportunity is. They're still possibly got a chance of backing into the playoffs on the last day if they can wake up for their last few games with a team that's absolutely stacked. Yes, Bam. You also look at it too. Atlanta just came with beating Toronto in a 4-2 game. They are pushing for a playoff spot still. So that Philadelphia going to Atlanta isn't going to be walking apart from them. Atlanta is going to be throwing everything at Philadelphia to get the three points. Every team. They're playing desperate sides. It's that simple. Them, us. Again, for us, this is, a des- is it desperation? No, but we just need to play our way. You know, three wins should be enough. Three out of the four should be enough if you really look at it. Philly's not going to win this thing out. They're just not. I, I can't see that happening. They're going to get caught somewhere. It has to happen. It's just not logical. So there's that. I know they run up scores. That's nice. They do it against lousy teams. It's their way. Now, um, 538, if you look at the stats, does put the stats in their favor, 59 to 41 percentage-wise. They're now projecting them for 69 to our 67. But again, we control the destiny. Simple as that. All right. Moving on, of course, we go to the Dallas game. Um, and actually, before we do that, did we want to talk about MLS next, guys, before we go into the match itself? Yeah, we should. We want to see. Let, let's, let's, let's go like that. Let's Because, again, let's try to... <laughs> Okay. Not talk so, about Dallas for a little bit longer. <laughs> let's go a little positive here. Again, when net magic numbers are kind of positive, right? Right. There's still potential there. We're not tanking this thing. Araceli's got some great news for us as well. So Araceli, I'm handing it to you. Let's talk some MLS next. Let's. So LAFC made another historic move today by signing Academy product Christopher Jaime as the first player to join the MLS Next Pro team for next season. Of course, the club still hasn't released what the team name would be, colors, the logo, any of that. But in the meantime, they are starting to build a roster around it, which is great to see. Um, In the meantime, Jame will continue to play this season with the Las Vegas Lights, where he currently has appeared in 20 games, six starts, uh, recording 699 minutes. So I'm, I'm very excited to see how well he does next season and to see which other Academy kids will be selected. Yeah. I'm anticipating a, a, a huge wave, right? I mean, that is where we're going to build this thing from. Um, and then lights existing players, right? Or is that probably what we're going to look at? There's a, a possibility that we could see some lights in there. Um, Again, you know, it's really hard to judge, but considering it it seems the club is going the academy route, I would predict more academy players, including some of our first team guys joining them, because that is a pattern we have seen this season. And just kind of a little bit of reminder of Next Pro, 
it is a secondary league. So top tier MLS, senior team, secondary MLS Next Pro, and then third tier MLS Next, which is the academy teams. So it's only moving up the system as the season goes. And I do just want to say real quick, if anyone is curious of how Next Pro works, uh, decision day for the league is this Sunday. So I highly recommend going to check it out, mlsnextpro.com. All the games will be streamed online, and they're free to watch. So go check it out. Awesome. Thank you, Araceli. Yes, definitely uh, the future future on display. Uh, and, yeah, you know, looking at Vegas, right, I don't want to talk too bad about Vegas, but they don't even have a playable field, apparently. So <laughs> MLS Next couldn't get here any quicker at this point. Uh, right, Bam, as you're laughing at us right I, now. I, I, I literally was about to bring that up. The fact that they had the water main under the pitch burst so they couldn't play on the field. That's the reason why the water main underneath the field was burst. So the, the ground was just soaked. You couldn't play on it and that's without patch. So and do their fans were, I mean, I'm, I'm not laughing at fans guys, but the whole thought, if it didn't look that bad, they should have played anyways, was probably the funniest thing I read all day. Like, wait, they're playing on a pitch that has a water main that bursts, but you want to play in the swamp. At what point will a player get stuck in the quicksand and we're never going to see them again? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a new whole new level right smash mouth it's smash mouth uh yeah hilarious stuff sad stuff honestly uh that that's their field situation um again i i hope things get better for vegas but it just seems like it's a downward spiral each season here um and so yes mls next couldn't come soon enough araceli who's who are the top dogs right now on mls though like who or mls next who's who's really flying this year uh, for MLS Next Pro right now, the West is all locked up for playoffs. We have uh, Tacoma Defiance, North Texas SC, which is Dallas's affiliate. I, I had to bring up Dallas. I'm sorry. Um, let's see. What, who else? Uh, Houston, Dynamo 2, and St. Louis, which is actually going to be joining the league next year. And this week is when the East will be battling for their spots in the playoff. And they're, it's more tight in the East, pretty much. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. But Columbus Crew, too, has been the dominant team thus far. That They're absolutely impressive this season. I do find it interesting that the names that were known to have the great academies in the lead-up to all this are now the ones that are kind of continuing their traditions uh, in MLS Next. Uh, to see that is Tacoma, no shock, right? Seattle Sanders forever has figured it out. Dallas has become one of the top sellers among the league for youth talent. So, of course, they're going to be there. St. Louis is a bit surprising, though. I, I'm I'm heartened to hear about this, right, that, that they're already building something based on their youth to move into MLS. It's act actually very, very great to hear uh, that a team is already – aiming in the right direction for long-term growth. I'm sure since it's St. Louis and their history with soccer in this country that they're going to build up a team as well to transition. But it is, it is good news to hear that they're already going to be competitive, at least on the academy side, moving in to the league. So good on them for that. Great to hear. Uh, thank you, Araceli, for that. We love the positivity. I know. I know we have to now transition to something that's not so positive. But I am definitely going to be handing this one over to Tony after you give you guys the lineup, and and he'll tell it out as it is. We don't want to dwell too long on this. 
I think we're on it long enough so we can get our three stars and talk to you guys. But basically, the lineup for this match, kick it traditional. Uh, Max was in goal. You had Mario and Chiellini in the back. Hollingshead on the right. Palacios on the left. No shocker there. Uh, Cifuentes, Sanchez, and Blessing starting. I thought we were thinking we were going to see Acosta. I think we were discussing that. It didn't happen from the get-go. Um, Arango up top with Vela and Buanga. So Vela back into the mix. Apoku onto the bench. A little shuffle, but let's be honest. If, if Vela wants to play, who's going to tell him not to? I think that's where we're at right now. And Buanga's work in the last match before that showed that he does—he definitely has to be there at this point from what we're putting into this game. So there was that. Um, other names to come in. We'll talk about that after the highlights here. But basically, Tony, give us the ugly, ugly, and then a little brightness, and then more ugly, sir. Go for it. All right, I'll speed run this, we'll, and we'll kind of we'll slow down to the parts that we need to talk about more. But um, just as the speed run goes, um, in the first half, it's literally in the first eight minutes. Um, Palacio gets a yellow card. It was a it was a nice tackle, hard tackle. I don't know, but I don't know if it was a yellow or not. Again, up to the ref. But this is the the start of what happens right after this play as well, because reset in the thirteenth minute, he gets sent into our end of the half. It's a one-on-one with uh, Hollingshead. I think I for I think it was Ferreira, but I, or one of the uh, Dallas forwards. Now, Doggo, Doggo, Doggo has been a very nice conversation. If you guys watched MLS, uh, is this a foul? Was this the right call? And they break down everything. He did make contact with um, Hollingshead in the on the back end of the shot. There was a touch. Was it? And the whole thing was he got a yellow first. And then he got um, he got a yellow first, and then he got went to VAR, and then it went to the red again. It's this is the start of, and mind you, this is a World Cup referee going. So I say it was a yellow, hundred percent. You can call that foul. Yes, red wise, there's not enough to warrant that. I guess. Shall I jump in or bam? Yeah. Do you want to take a, I was like, a shot at this? I'm sitting there. You could hear me already just fuming. Um, bam, do you want to do it? All right. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick this PG as much as I can. <laughs> MLS pro, pro referees have been absolutely horrendous this year across all games. Across all games, they've been horrendous. Some of the calls they make, you sit there and go, did they just pick a random person that didn't know the sport and chuck them on the field and went, go ref this game? There needs to be a lot more transparency from MLS Pro. If you go to VAR, play all audio from the referee and then put that out. Put it out straight away. Just put it out. We want to hear that. We want to know why you made decisions. To me, Hollingshead comes in, gets the ball, then gets kicked by the player taking the shot. How is that? To me, that's not even a foul. He won the ball clearly, then he got kicked by the guy shooting. He did not. He he did not touch the shooter. The shooter touched him. That should not have been a foul to begin with. If you want to call it a foul, okay. But then upgrading from a yellow to a red, there is no chance in hell. That should be a red card. 
So it it seems to me because they finally, for the first time in a long time, when they're showing VAR this time, they actually said the reason why they were reviewing, which was atrocious already, which means they already made up their mind. They were never going to overturn their their pompous decision, right? Because they could not be wrong. No, they can upgrade, but they can't be wrong, even though they were. So it was to see whether they wanted to upgrade. Because, you know, if you're going to make a mistake, you might as well double down on it because then it makes it right, I guess, is how it works in MLS. Yeah, so I'm with you, Bam. Like, th- my thought is, okay, so the last player to touch the ball, is that the one that has possession of the ball? You would believe so. I mean, the, the fact that he touched the ball and was in front of the attacker. So it's he was between his ball. It was between the attacker and the goal. Yeah. It's his ball. Okay. So that should be a foul the other way then, because then he gets kicked. And if you kick a player, what's the usual punishment for kicking a player? Can you kick a player? Is yeah. that legal? Oh, okay. Should you get a free kick on top of the box and I'll get that player red carded because you kicked them? Hell no. No, I didn't think so. Okay, so this is where we're at. We're in a league that routinely plays secret when it comes to VAR. Oh, and now doubles down on their mistakes. So it just gets that much more entertaining with this league. Um, Yeah, it was completely atrocious in the moment. There you go. How fun is that? So we're in this situation. We're down a man. Thankfully, not down a goal, right? Because it turns out that Hollings said by making that play did save us from a probable goal, um, even though he didn't get red carded. Good thing is we are the best team in the league still. Sorry, folks, but when we're fully like 11 on 11, we're still the best in the league. Sorry, but that's how it is. I can't wait to play these geniuses in the playoffs. I'll just throw that out right now. I can't wait to play them at the bank. For this, I can't wait. Our boys can't wait. Um, 11 on 11, win it's for keeps at home. Revenge tour all the way. So it happens. We move on. We get close to the end of the half. Tony, of course, what happens to the good guys? Um, So... We end up scoring. Uh, Chicho decides to put the ball in the back of the net with a beautiful pass from Chiellini. Again, it was not even a straight pass. It was a nice like curve into the middle pass. If you watch the like from a different angle, from like from high side view, and you see that ball, it's a nice little curve into it. Finds uh, Chicho literally, quote unquote, as they say, was offsides, but wasn't. He was still there's a man that one of the Dallas defenders kept him on sides. And Chicho just kind of like pokes it over the head of the keeper and it jumps in and we get up 1-0. And mind you, the first half defensive-wise, like we took out Blessing to bring on Escobar to still play that four back earlier after the red card. And it showed promise even under 10 men. Dallas, how much quote-unquote pressure they have, the new number nine for Team USA and all this stuff, should be up. But our defensive prowess maxes unbelievables like <laughs> stoppages that he did during the first half as well kept us in the game and we got rewarded with their mistakes as in the in their back from our world-class players world-class Chiellini keeping it all organized back there um of course setting up the amazing Arango goal and beautiful chip after the fact um every time I see him play every time he gets better we know who he is. We know he's world-class, but he just seems to get better within this league and within this environment with every freaking game. Um, and it showed it here as we got through the first half with a lead. 
um, doing exactly what you're supposed to do when you're down a player. Textbook. This is how you survive a game when you're down a player and you get that half. Kudos to the team. The game plan was in place. They were effective. It, you know, I, I can't add much to it. Aracely, when you look at the first half and, of course, the atrocity that was the joke of the call, but after that, in terms of LAFC, I mean, everyone should be proud of them, right? I mean, in a way, yes, because the way LAFC performed with everything being thrown against them was still great, at least in the first half, but those calls... I just, it's better to stay silent and try to be PG. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I guess what, what, by the time that, by the time the yellow card was given, I think in the 13th minute, three of our four defenders already had yellow cards. Was I wrong on this? Was it that ridiculous already? Were there three down? What, what is this? It wasn't even a dirty game. <laughs> it's just wild. Wild, but eh, forget it. We'll move on to the second half because that's when it gets pure MLS. Uh, Tony, <laughs> how do things go down in the second half, man? Um, again, our defense was still on point up until the 78th minute. So this is where we kind of have like, this is what's finally the pressure of having 10 men, the frustration with the referee finally got to us, finally got. So Escobar ends up fouling, um, I think, a really... Uh, Oh, fuck it. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna uh Arolia, Arola, and oh, Ariola, on the top Ariola, thank yeah. you. That's I was like, I was gonna I was like, I knew I'm messing up somehow. Ariola on the top of the box on their half, on our half. And so here's the thing: there's two, there's two parts of this whole foul. One, Escobar arguing with the referee, grabbing the ball, not staying on top of it, and walking away. Mario as well, trying to calm it down, which was the smart thing to do, but not paying attention to the ball, which got them to the quick restart and the goal by Ferreira. But the second part, which is kind of overlooked, and it kind of also makes it confused, and there is a rule in the rule book. So the referee blows his whistle after the call is made, blows the whistle twice, and has his hands to his to his pocket where he's going to write something down to talk to a player. And in the rule book, it does say if that happens, that it's a dead ball and has to be set until the referee restarts the game. Unfortunately for us, that never happened. And they end up tying the goal 1-1. Again, mind you, the ref's part, that's that's the, that's like non-necessary. But the lapse of judging between Escobar and Murillo not being on top of it is the biggest mistake of that whole goal. Right. I mean, the mistake was thinking that this referee was the arbiter of justice uh, to think that he was actually managing a match. He wasn't, obviously. Uh, they were managing him. Uh, and to assume that somehow he still had authority when you knew he didn't was was our, our mistake. Um, clear cut. Yes. Second whistle occurred. And at that point, I've never heard of a game being restarted on a second whistle that way. As you're acting like you're play acting that you're going to pull a card on somebody. How childish is that? Uh, and then just letting it run because well, I don't know what to do is brilliant. Uh, Bam? Not only was it a second whistle, it was a double whistle blow. It was a yeah. two quick whistle blows as for a second whistle. To me, that is a game-stopped whistle blow. I'm talking to this player. It was a single whistle blow. Then, you, okay, I can I can understand the copy because he just blew one single. But he did two quick whistle blows for the second whistle. That means 
I'm talking to a player, game is stopped. Plain and simple. Yeah, that's the pull a player aside. Um, again, they call themselves pro maybe to cover because they're amateur. I, I, I'm there. I'm there. I, I, there's too much for me at this one. Um, it, it's one of those situations where a lot of LAFC fans say, oh, I support LAFC in spite of MLS. It's getting there with this nonsense. Um, it, we're seeing it. It's ridiculous. So there's that. Uh, advanced stance, I'm not going to bother with it. I know Bale came in. I know uh, it got a little bit funkier, right, Tony? Oh, we have one more goal to talk about. I know that's where it gets funkier. Yeah, because it's the second goal is like this. This goal was a nice goal by Ferreira. This is the only goal where it's like it was a foul outside the box. The angle was a very tight angle, but again, it was a goal. Um, Max, it, there's two again, another two parts. Bale kind of trying to head it out, but he unsuccessful at it. And two, Max kind of guessing it was going to be a cross instead of a shot, so he was caught off guard a little bit. Yeah, and that that's that's Ferreira being Ferreira, right? Uh, he is an excellent player. Yes, he should be going to the World Cup. I know Tony liked to make fun of him because again, rivalry, uh, right? And he's MLS, and he's got a lot to fight against to get into that spot. But he is proving once again that he's he's kind of there, guys. I mean, he he's in form. He's showing it. He's scoring goals. He's creative. Uh, enough saying nice things about Ferreira, but he's earned it. Sorry. And you look in this play, he sees Max cheating. Why not, right? I mean, what's the worst that can possibly happen? A great save and then a melee in the box? Nothing hurts by him making a shot like that. And then for Max to get caught that bad, yeah, it ain't good. It's not a good situation. Uh, Bale being late to it doesn't help either, right? It, it's all kind of a, a, a mix of mess up. But again, late in the match, controversial at best. At best, suspect at, at the very least. Uh, bad things happen to teams in these situations, and it happened to us. Uh, Bam, where do, you, where do you put the second goal? What's your thoughts? Uh, for me, the second goal was we were in our own heads. Um, they were pushing hard. We just, we'd mentally just given up at that stage. Yeah. So to me, it was, after the the first goal, mentally we were like, "What the hell is going on here?" And we just give up mentally. So to me, for the whole game in general, to me, I think we played well. We just got ruined, but the game got ruined. Up until the seventy eighth minute, the game plan was working, and it would have it would have played itself out if we had a. Uh, a an actual ref in the middle doing his job. Uh, that was an actual professional. I cannot believe he's going to the World Cup. What a joke. Hope we don't get him in our group, Mexico or U.S. Uh, sorry to anybody that does because uh, he's he's a joke. Uh, to see this happen at this point, uh, yeah. Our guys, it broke them. I get it. Uh, but, you know, we have to realize that this is going to be our world from here on out. Uh, very obvious that it is stacked. So we have to just beat teams by two. I guess is the way it plays because uh, you're going to get the uh, penalty merchant treatment. If it's only one, we got to look for that now too. Right. Matt? Going. Yeah. I'm just going to correct you. Just looking at the list of appointed FIFA match officials. He's not on the list for this year's World Cup. Hmm, they were saying he was on the show too. That's interesting. I'm, I, I've got the list in front of me that was put out by FIFA and he's not on the list. Do you think Good. they got him? 
I was like to say, do you think he got him confused with the last referee that we had? Because I know the last referee, last referee was was going to the World Cup. Yeah, because it was Max that said it, right? On air? I believe yeah. so, yeah. Matthew yeah. Conger, who we've had recently, is going to the World Cup. As the last before, or well, match before, yeah. Hmm, okay. So if he's not, good. Good. I hope he never does. Does that sound mean? I hope it did. So <laughs> there you go. All right. So moving on, moving on. Um, anybody else want to want to chime in, Ursula? Any final thoughts on this on this uh, ridiculous match before we get into the fan reactions and get into the top three? Mm, no, not really. I mean, you guys kind of pretty much covered it. <sighs> brutal, brutal. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Tony, you good? Um, just to like kind of kind of do overview of the whole thing, mind you. Yes, we the referee did screw us and it was like a almost like a hit job, an MLS fixed job, I guess you want to say, to keep it more interesting for decision day for supporter shield, I'm guessing is the best way to say it. Maybe also for the West. But at the end of the day, we with 10 men, we still had an opportunity to take a point away from this game, even three points. But mentality wise we kind of lost it near the end and frustration hit and that's that that first goal should is fine whatever like again we'll take one we'll still have a point to take in we and that would still confirm us for the uh overall first and west and going to champions league but the second goal i think i don't know what was going on through their heads i wish we could like have that breakdown of what was going through max's and have like a conversation with him about it and just bail but remember people like yes it was a frustrating loss and i was pissed as hell everyone at the watch party that um we mean me and you and joseph were watching was mad at the, the whole thing but we still had an opportunity moving forward that does give us hope that in the playoffs when it gets rough we can look back to this and be like hey with 10 men we are still one of the most dominant teams in the mls at the moment so don't get too down and move forward with it exactly exactly we can bounce back from this you got to realize buanga is going to get more time now we have another player coming in guys are getting healthy we're now got rotation we got to get things right before the playoffs but you now have what four games to go uh, to find yourselves. This could be a case where we, we did all kinds of retooling right for the playoffs and it might cost us a shield for this case, case of the cup. I hope that's not the case, but life, right? Things happen. So there is that now top three, bam, who's, who's dialed in. Who's the story right now? Well, from our listeners and followers and all that, uh, they put it into five people for this week's game. So, Coming in fifth this week was Murillo. He got a, you know, getting one. Kalini got a few votes. So those two missed out on getting the top three votes overall. We have Chicho getting one vote from the fans. Bawanga getting two votes from the fan. And everyone's enjoying the Max show. So Max got three votes from the fans. For me, I end up going three votes for Bawanga, two votes for Kalini, and one vote for Max. Nice. Tony, where are you at on your top three, sir? I'm with the 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 faithful. Max's number is going to be my top my top overall one because again, he played lights out. There was like a crazy saves that he did. They even have like, as they said, like the 
what is it, the flex power tool save of the game where he extended his arm and you heard him like block that shot from outside and everything. So Max is the, my top performer. Um, Buanga would be my second one because you saw how lethal he was and how much of a worker he is as much as he is a striker. He comes back to defense. He comes actually and like puts in the work. And the last one, I'll just put a tie, but it's I'll put it more to Chiellini because, again, he controlled the back. He understood the assignments. He controlled and made sure the defense was tightened up until the until that lapse of judgment between Escobar and Murillo of like the frustration and also the assist. Um, I like I said, the close third would be Chicho, but Chiellini gets my vote. There we go. All right, uh, Araceli. I would have to agree with Tony, more or less be the same with him. Uh, Max gets three for those incredible saves. I believe he recorded a total of six saves that game. Uh, coming in second, Bawanga, he absolutely great performance, continuing to make those runs. And then for uh, lastly, again, another tie with Kalini and Arango. As Tony pointed out, Kalini really controlled that back. I was very surprised, um, impressed by that. And Arango just continues to score the goals. There we go. All right, which brings it to me. And, of course, Kalini is my number one, my number two, and my number three. Sorry. I'll, I'll just say my number one because um, I am fanboying right now on, on all things Kalini. Dude, he is who he is. It's, it's amazing to have him on our team, and we're damn lucky. Uh, outside of Chiellini, I would say Arango because the dude can't stop scoring even in the toughest situations. He finds a way. And if you're not proud of him for that, there's something wrong with you. So he's my other choice. My final one, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with with Max simply because of the amount of saves and keeping us in in the first half. And honestly, if the first joke goal doesn't happen, the second goal doesn't happen. So uh, Max was, was stuck in the job as well. And so Max would be my third star. So there we go. Those are my choices. Um, good stuff on everybody for the top threes. Keep that up. The award is inbound. I understand, right, Bam? It's on, on its way to us. Uh, and yep, hopefully we'll be. Yeah. And so when we get that, definitely got to show that bad boy off. Right, folks? Right, folks? And uh, one day, one of us or two of us, hopefully both of us, um we'll be handing that off very very soon um we'll, we'll give you guys a timeline as to when that's going to happen uh but definitely looking forward to awarding our first ever heart of lafc mvp trophy uh thanks to all you guys and your votes so keep it up all right uh let's throw out to you guys i know there's a lot on there a lot of you guys have something to say as you should thank you for doing that so let's check out what we got going on from everybody First in the mix, Jason Ariano. Here he is. Great seeing you, Jason, at the watch party. Coming all the way out there. It was a good watch party. That is for certain. Uh, thank you for the happy birthday wishes, sir. Nice. Nice. Oh, dude. Do with my kids, my wife is always the MVP. Uh, as you guys know, my kids are, are energy um, upon energy upon energy. Um, and I'm pretty sure... Little man's going to be in the north end doing his thing on a capo stand one day because he couldn't help it otherwise. So there we are. Burke is in the mix. Thank you for the birthday wishes, sir. B 
Beast is in the mix as well, uh, giving his love to all of the birthday people and all of our family members since the 12th is such a, a busy day with all of us, which is super cool. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Uh, <laughs> Beast says, not the first time OC got screwed by the refs. Yeah, it's kind of a, a running trend, so we'll get used to that. Uh, going forward, tomorrow is a trap game, but a huge important three points on the line. I, I completely agree, and we'll talk about that. Uh, let's see. We've got Wolf in the mix. He says, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Ox is in the mix as well. Hello, Ox. <laughs> MG says, are we doomed? We are not doomed. We are not doomed. We're not the first team to get the raw deal by this league and still find a way through. So we're not, we're not doomed. Uh, definitely not. We're just going to have to get that much better and get a little more resilient, a little more gutsy than we have been in the past. Simply put. Uh, Beast says, never heard of the LA Thieves. Is that a sports team? So I'm going to throw this to you, Tony. Who are the LA Thieves, sir? LA Thieves is the esports team for Call of Duty. Uh, they are the original team of the esports that they're run, run under is 100 Thieves. And that's been my uh, like esports team that I've been following the whole time. They just won the college world champions and that's my those two up here are from the champs and this one is i bought from their website so yeah boom 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 there it is yes congrats to the thieves they just keep getting better and better and better and it's just beautiful to see anybody that wants to represent la properly i'm good with that uh beast says can't remember the last time sifu scored i feel like ever since he missed pk against america his shot has been way off I think he's just situational at this point. He's he's not a shock to anyone, so everyone plays him tight. I mean, I, I think that, and then his assignments seem to be changing. In this case, we lose a man um, for ridiculousness, so it changes his role in the game. Uh, Wolf, thank you for the birthday wishes, sir. Uh, <laughs> Beast, no way the ref is heading to the World Cup. He's not, apparently, so that's good. Um, thank you, Wolf. Thank you, Wolf uh beast yes the refs have always been bad again i think they call themselves pro to make themselves feel better that's all i can figure is why they use that as the acronym because they know they they aren't that level uh beast says yes remember uh escobar messed up with his temper yes maria messed up by trying to babysit and everyone in the box is at fault for but lac had no business playing with 10 men over 70 minutes yeah it's all bad things and it, and it fell apart uh, MG says LAC appealed the red card and it still got denied. Nobody ever wants to be wrong in this league. Kind of, you could say that about a lot of things in this current world we're in, but, uh, people admitting to fault is kind of not a thing these days, as you can see. Oh, beast. You're going to say the thing that we all haven't talked about, but probably should is bail stock has gone way down. Um, I think on our end, we just realized we just bought a guy that, that can, replace Vela's role um and they're pretty much interchangeable but when they're both out there it ain't, ain't a thing um yeah i mean it's not what a lot we're expecting but again i think they look at bail and they look at him five years ago and think they're going to get that bail and it's just not reality so is he the highest skill most skilled player on this team yeah there's no doubt uh offensive output is there no doubt about that um the situation is he's a player that's been thrown into the mix trying to get into proper shape. Sorry, but he's not completely there yet. Uh, he's fighting the years as well. And he's entered a system that requires very active work by a top line, closing everybody down. 
tough, 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 tough. So this is where we're at is does he fit? How does he fit? So that is an issue. Carlos, uh, I'm not as optimistic that FC is going to win anything this season I was as it was three months ago. I think we're all in there because, again, it's been four or five and it doesn't look great. It doesn't. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Carlos C., the FO has signed too many forwards midseason, have destroyed the balance and the chemistry of the team. It's not looking great. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, I think we've all been talking about it. it, it it's our, Did we throw a shield out the way to try to get it? super team for the playoffs and get there and is it not quite working yet it has to be asked at this point for sure you're not wrong in asking it none of you guys uh mg i think chemistry takes time we'll get there this team is this team firing all cylinders can raise trophies and it has we've seen what they can do um we're just not there right now i'd agree with you guys on that carlos c uh independent of officiating on saturday team looks disconnected especially in the midfield it's just hard to judge when you're man, you're down a man. It's impossible to judge a team that you're playing Dallas. Okay, so there's the other thing. We talk about us, we talk about us, we talk about us. I'm sorry, but Dallas is the third-ranked team in the West, and the West is stronger than the East, and they do shellac teams. They're a good team at home. They're a good team overall. They're a dark horse to win the MLS Cup. Real talk. Minnesota will not get past them. They won't. I don't think Austin gets past them. To me, that what we were watching was what should have been a Western Conference final match. And it got wrecked by refereeing. Because that team is that good. They're not. A, yeah, this isn't a case of, of we're playing a team we should shove. It's not. We're playing in their house. We knew it was going to be tight. It just got wrecked. Uh, Carlos, see too many players that have no preseason. It's true. You know, valid. Very valid. Uh, Dave says, can't drop any more points from here now. Not if we're going to get the supporter shield. Definitely not. And we still need to get at least one win to, to, to really lock it down. I know a tie is probably enough, but why do we want to do that? Carlos C. All we need to do is look at East to Philly as an example. Um, you know, they built from the back. And I'll say this, it's a philosophy difference, which is really going to be you know, a showcase if we ever do face each other in the final because they built from the back and added to the front last. They're the thinnest up top, but the deepest in the back, where we're the complete opposite of that, and we went all about the offense. We'll just hammer you. They're not that. They're good with a bunch of ties, as long as they don't surrender anything, and they have the best goalkeeper in the league that kind of help, helps them when they do get into trouble. So it's it's going to be interesting, uh, but there's that's why they are where they are. Um, you know. We like to talk smack about Philly, but I'm not going to talk smack about what they do on the field, how they're coached, the football side of things, because they've done everything right, and you cannot question that. They have done everything right. Uh, Wolf, Escobar out next game due to head injury. Any news on that? It's a continuous from two games ago. Uh, Bam, did you want to jump in on that one? Um, I think he played last game, so I think it might just have been a knock from, okay. from the games so i expect him probably just miss this one game there is an interesting out this week that i'll talk about later that um not many people have reported but we're going to be missing someone semi-important for this game okay we'll get that in a bit um ben in the mix thank you for the birthday wishes sir says wishing me all the best yes they need to get me a birthday present on tuesday tomorrow i need a birthday present i demand it so there you go. 
Uh, Beast says, question for the entire panel. How much fault do you guys put on Dolo on the recent slump? Uh, Bam, do you want to tackle that one first? I got an earphone issue, so I'm going to have you have you go um, for it. For me, I wouldn't say much fault on Dolo right now. He's been experimenting a little bit going into the playoffs with some new players that we've brought in. So for me, it's more trying to find that nice fit which I think he has worked out what a nice fit will be. He's just still going to tinker a little bit to make sure that players are getting enough game time to get used to how certain players play. So for me, at the moment, yes, it's been a bit of a slump, but we have been playing some good football. It's just been little things that have cost us the game. So to me, I don't put anything on Dolo right now. It's more been trying to see how certain players will play in certain situations. So... That's how I see it. Tony? Um, it's uh, So, again, this goes back to his last um, his press conference before this past game. He says, moving forward, this starting lineup is the best possible lineup to win. So I think he's done tinkering. We'll, we'll have a new lineup because of we'll be missing some players of yellow cards, accumulation, red cards, yada, yada, yada. So we'll see one more tinkering after this game. I don't want to say it's a full slump on the on Dolo's part, but at the same time, there is chemistry issues that he needs to iron out in a hundred percent. Because again, we did get a like a almost a brand new front 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 end or front 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 three in what Tello, Bale, Wanga, and we lost. B-Rod, which was more of a winger player than a forward. And so I feel like it's a little bit of him trying to figure out how to play with these new toys and also kind of messing up hit the chemistry that we have going on moving forward. We can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you I was having some weird stuff going on today. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm back. Earphones fixed. I hope you all hear me okay. Um, sorry about the technical madness, but here we go. Now, this is where I'll put it. All five or the slump? Nah, I'm not putting it on him. I think he mismanaged the match against Austin. Yes, that is one that I'll say we... But again, dude, look who he played. It just backfired, right? Um, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna rail on a guy for bringing in Bale, and then Bale doesn't get it done, like, right? Where do we go there from there? Um, the last match, what's he supposed to do? Uh, I thought he brought in the best he could possibly do in the moment. Um, the funny part is his 11s have been better than earlier in the year where his subs were paying off. Now the subs aren't paying off. And so it's like the cards being dealt aren't working out. Um, but do I put that on him? No, I, I put more of our issues at hand um, more on John. And just the, the transactions going down is, yes, I know these are amazing players coming in, uh, but now, right, um, is there a lack of trust on our top line that I still actually finishing? Uh, that that would be more of me is, is I think the transactions have done a hell of a lot more than any coach can. Um, to mess us up and the mistakes, the individual mistakes, Mario making re repeated mistakes. Um, this madness with Escobar where he doesn't, you know, they don't, they don't cover their six. You could say, right. Um, 
yes, they expect professionalism from the referee, but again, can you count on people? No, you have to, you have to be smart about things. Um, so a lot of individual mistakes have killed us on this, on this, on this slump. And that, that I'm not sure how much you can put on a coach for a guy not paying attention on a play. I mean, bam, I'll throw it to you. Like, what's he supposed to do in this moment? If it, if you're, if you're putting it on Dolo. It, exactly. It's one of the things where there have been some moves he's had to make because his hands are tied. So you can't really put that on Dolo. So that's the way I see it. Right. And so uh, very difficult, very, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just very unfortunate. That's where we're at. Uh, Araceli, where would, where would, where do you stand? Where do you stand on Dolo and, and the current? Is it on him? How much is on him? Well, first, I like how you kind of shared the blame with JT, because really, at the end of the day, it does kind of come down to him. Even though on paper, we do have this amazing roster, we have all these great pieces, but it felt like a little too soon so quickly, so Dolo can only do so much. And it does make you question, what are they seeing with the roster that we're not seeing? But going back with Dolo, um, again, you know, with all these fast moving pieces within the roster, he can only do so much in a sense. My only thing that I think that he's kind of made a mistake on was just debuting Bawanga prematurely when he did not have any training with the team. He kind of learned as he went, as the game went on. So that's my only thing that I think he kind of made a mistake on, but moving forward, um, as long as there's no other silly cards or silly plays, it should be okay. As far as being in a slump, I don't think we're too much in a slump right now. But again, it it is really hard to predict these things. I mean, four or five is ugly, right? Uh, there's no way to sugarcoat that. We're we're here. It is a slump. It is four out of five. It ain't us, right? This this ain't our style. Um, and they're not happening at home. So I will say that's one place where you're like, well, you know, and every loss has been uniquely exotic in the way we lose. If it's a repeated problem, the same thing over and over and nothing's being addressed, like, like our goalkeeper situation in the last few years. Um, and it's not being addressed very obviously, or a midfield thing, not being, you know, if that's the case, right. And you're not benching the guy and he's being, okay, we got something to talk about, but dude, I mean, there's been some wild ones, penalties that shouldn't have been penalties. Like it's every game's exact. The only one like I really put down on him, and and to me was just completely botched was 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 the Austin match. That's it, the one which hurt, which stung a lot. Uh, but the other ones, I'm not sure what you're supposed to do in that situation. Just rough. Um, Carlos jumps in. He says, "Yes, Dallas is a good team. Problems are singing out starting the DC game again. What happened around that time? Transactions, right?" I, it, it's that um, I, 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 I can't be around the bush on it right now. There's, there's a lack of chemistry because there's about a lot of changed faces. I, you know, I'm not going to hide that. Um, Beast speaking for myself and Joe as U.S. men's national team supporters props to Jesus showing he deserves to be in this world cup roster, even on the roster, not starting, but still in the roster, the guy deserves it. Um, look at the past world cups, man. I mean, we've had Julian greens come out of nowhere and I'm pretty sure Jesus Ferreira is not a guy coming out of nowhere. So, yeah, you can't doubt him. Um, Carlos, they've gotten too predictable. Predictable by being unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's rough, man. Uh, definitely. And questions need to be asked, of course. 
But again, it, I think it just it goes beyond Dolo at this point. And it does come back to our individual players that need to step up, need to follow through, need to do their damn jobs. Um, these are professionals. You can't be like, you know, I, I, honestly, is there ever a time that's appropriate to tell a professional, you know, you shouldn't have turned around on a free kick? Like, I, I, how do you even have that conversation without getting laughed at? Or losing your mind. Like, these are professional athletes. There's no reason for something like that to happen. To have a lecture about it, it's probably even more insane. So, here we are. All right. Throwing it down. Uh, thank you guys for everything and putting putting your, your honest and tough opinions out there. The tougher they get, the better. The more honest they get, the better. We are more than appreciated for you to throw it out there. And, uh, Carlos, man, I, I feel you, dude. Uh, the pain is real, dude without a doubt so don't ever hesitate man fire off we love it dude good on you uh let's see let's get into uh yeah the clubman community man let's get more positivity so i'm throwing it to you tony what do we got for uh clubman community right now man um nothing too much again it's a quick turnaround for our next game so nothing too crazy nothing too much um we do have watch parties at the moment the only ones that i saw posted were empire boys at rowdies and um lafc is holding their own one at tacos way and they're going to do taco tuesday specials with also uh flex power tool raffles and also the street teams will be there dude the giveaways in the last one were good i know they're going to be great again so good on that. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you, Flex, for doing what you do for the fan base. Thank you, Ford, for what you did last week. Uh, again, helping the community, building things up for Moe's court, um, which, again, this was all going towards. Uh, it, it's been it's been amazing for all. Tony, There's I saw there was one other thing out there for, for Moe's court. Did you want to bring that up as well? Yeah, that, it, it, yeah. Yeah, no, I it just literally popped into my head right now. So um, I was like, wait, there's one more thing. Um, so there is a um, LA Save King and Cat, as you know, they're having a baby. So they're having a royal, as they called the charity 5050, uh, royal baby pool. So you can guess like pretty much the weight, what time, what day. And each of it, so and it's like this whole pool. It's like I've seen it before done, where they like they do this whole pool of like when it's going to be born, how it, how much it's going to weigh, and all this stuff. And half of it, the winner will get; the other half will be donated to the the Mo uh, the Mo Court. Nice, nice. Uh, thank you, Cat. Thank you, King. Uh, good on you guys for for doing this. Any any little bit helps with Mo's Court. I mean, this thing is more expensive than anything any of us couldn't dream of, um, and difficult. Uh, to get across the line. So really it is an all hands on deck situation. We all need help here guys. Um, and if you can find a fun way to do it, this is a pretty fun way to do it. I know a lot of us at the last watch party that we're together, um, we're thrown in for the raffles and, and again, $5, $10, every dollar helps. So good on everyone who's been participating and having a fun time with, with, with trying to get, trying to get this thing going and, and getting, getting the, the field, uh, built in Mo's name. Bam um and one more piece of information has come across uh Marmaduke four is going to get pulled from the villarreal side for a week he has been selected for the senegal under 23 training camp yes so that's beautiful from the, from the 19th to the 27th he's going to be away with the senegal under 23 for a training camp so hopefully that means that it's a step towards him going to the world cup this year but it's going to be good 
I mean, at worst case scenario, he's playing in international tournaments and possibly doing Olympics down the line. It looks like that. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. But ho- hopefully a World Cup's in his short future, which would be great. That would be wild. I mean, the, the odds are stacked against him as we're already in September, but the announcements for squads don't happen until what? November. So mm-hmm. it's going to be real close when the final announcements are made this year. Again, it's just weird playing on this calendar. It's got us all thrown off. Yeah, uh, but good one on of seven defenders have been selected. Good, good on fall. He's been playing great at Villarreal. Um, except for the last game. Him. Yeah, except for the last game wasn't too great of a game for them. They end up end up losing that game. But other than that, he has been going quite well. Now you can't put it on him though, right? I mean. I know yeah. not his greatest. I get it, but he's a young player. It happens. They get better. He learns. He learns. We know this with fall. So uh, good on him. Hoping nothing but the best. All right, uh, Tony. Did you have any other? You mentioned watch parties already, right? Yep. All watch parties. Everything. Okay. The the fundraiser. The charity. Uh, we mentioned the signee for mls pro right rsl okay i just wanted to make sure because i was like i think i dozed off for a quick second on that one i was doing something else but i was wanted to make sure and yeah, yeah we did that at the beginning okay so. i just wanted to make sure that uh we gave chris christopher his uh props so yep excellent excellent so that moves us into the black and gold vinyl club minute and they're looking at me like dude did we pick one did we pick one i kind of had one pop up as i was like hey that looks cool um for anybody who's slicked back their hair in the 90s and, and played in rockabilly bands and, you know, did that sort of thing. Uh, I got one. I got one. Uh, I'm going to go with Reverend Horton Heat. Yeah, Dallas band. Kid you not. Uh, album I'm going to run with is Smoke Em If You Got Them. I think that's hilarious under the situation that we're in right now. Smoke Em If You Got Them. Um, maybe Bad Reputation or Psychobilly Freakout would be songs I would. I would say would would stand out to me. Uh, and so I, that's what I'm choosing. We're going to go Reverend Horton Heat because we haven't done any psychobilly rockabilly stuff yet. So what the heck? Why not? We Why not start now? And I know Jason's probably like, hey, you went on another angle that I like. Yes, I did. Uh, and we'll run from there. Bam, you're laughing at me, man. Throw in, <laughs> dude. What do you got to say? I uh, just I've never heard of them or that genre. So I'm definitely going to have to look them up. That was like my that was like the 90s like genre you like got into that because if you're mentioning them you like if we had to play new jersey again i would suggest blues traveler yeah yeah <laughs> but you and you... Uh, well no i mean if you were into like social d or anything like that you probably at one point or another saw reverend horton heat play at a similar show um just because or you know voodoo glow skulls if you're local here um, might come up as well. So just saying, got to go Dallas. So Reverend Horton Heat won the day. There you go. Uh, nice. So on to Minnesota, previewing what we got to deal with with them. At first, I was worried going to Minnesota. Oh, and then I paid attention to what's happening in their neck of the woods, and it's not so great, right, Bam? That is correct. They haven't had a great run of form for the last five games. So the last five games, they've had two wins, which were both at home. They were 2-1 wins to Austin and Houston. And they've had three losses, a 3-0 away loss to RSL, a 3-0 home loss to Dallas, and their last game, which was a 1-0 away loss to Portland. 
So what you're saying is the teams that we routinely beat are teams that beat them. And a team we should have beat last week, minus the referee. Smacked them around. At their house. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, I'm going to say there is a chance. I'm going to say there is a chance. Okay. All right. We'll we'll leave it at that. Which brings us to the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Tony, what you got for me? Good, bad, and ugly. Um, so again, like, yeah, they may be going on a bad, bad streak. Cause like, even with their last, what'd you say? Four games, right? Bam. Five games. Yeah. It's been bad, but also they haven't kept a clean sheet in their last nine games. So that's how bad they've been going. They haven't scored in the last three matches. Um, and again, we're ranked number two in goals per game. Now, mind you. All good, looking great. Three points looks easy, but at the moment in time, with our form and what's going on with us, we do not know where we're going to be moving forward with this. So that, again, these games are a trap game. Like they could be a sure thing, but it's a trap game, hundred percent for me. I mean, historically, we don't play well in Minnesota, right, Bam? No, historically, Minnesota is not a fun place for us. <laughs> I know they've copied our songs while we're singing them. I know that's happened. And there's been some funny stories up there of, of, of just funky stuff. But the actual football side of things, we've had a lot of really scary moments. So here we go again. Um, yeah. Now, ter- talking about who their top their top players are and, and what to expect from them. Uh Reynoso, of course, is the man that stands out the most. He's got 10 goals and five assists. Yes, he's top on both fronts. What a shock there. Uh, after that would be Amaria, nine goals, four assists, second on both lists, uh, followed by Robin Lode. Uh, he's got six goals, two assists. Uh, and then Frank, Frank Apani has got six goals. If I look down, yeah, it drops off pretty hard after that. Um, so, you know, you know, the usual suspects, I'm not surprised by anything I'm seeing so far from Minnesota, the names of the names, Reynoso is a great player. There is no doubting that, uh, for this match though, there are some players missing from both sides. Correct. Bam. Who's missing from Minnesota and, uh, us for Minnesota, they're missing DiBiase, Dotson, Haynes and Montgomery. They're all out. Um, questionable is, um, Holloway and. Reynoso is questionable too. Okay, and so questionable for Reynoso, their top dog could be missing yep. this match. And then if you said uh, Huluang, yep, I hope I said that right. Uh, he's not somebody that well. Oh, well, that's not a big deal. No, no, he's played twenty nine games this year. Uh, he is critically important to them. Uh, two goals, four assists. He's doing something. So yep. if they lose those two, they have some issues to deal with. Real holes in their lineup. Thank you, sir, for giving us a heads up on that. Now, looking at past lineups. For, uh, and- for, mm-hmm. for us, we're obviously missing Escobar, Hynased, and Palacios. But the one that we're missing, which I didn't find out until I did some research on this, Mark Dos Santos is, won't be there on the technical side. He got the red card for a sense, offensive, insulting, abusive language and or gestures in the They're last game. They're just ripping us apart, aren't they? Yep. So our technical staff, Mark Dos Santos, got a red card last game. Hey, can we get one for a mass confrontation this week? Because MLS likes that too. Let's do it. Get us a mass confrontation. 
We'll throw in a bucket for Dolo because I know they'll charge him for it. But we're just waiting for the next one. Maybe we should do that every time they give us bogus calls. Let's go mass confrontation. Um, bunch of ridiculousness. All right. But congrats to Mark. I believe he did get his next level FIFA license, right? Did you guys see that? That's just some good stuff right there. So we all love you, Mark. You're the man, dude. Um, if you have to go to a watch party, there's plenty of options. So definitely pay us a visit, man, because we're all on board with that. Uh, all right, let's look at let's look at uh, Minnesota's lineup so far. Of course, in goal, it's got to be Dane Sinclair. There is no doubt. Um, I, this is Canadian versus Canadian, right? Uh, goalkeeping. So basically, the number two versus the number three for the World Cup side is what we're dealing. with. like, what number? Yes. Realistically, this is number two versus number three, and who's your second guy? This isn't a fight for the top spot for Canada. Um, his name's defying me right now, but yeah, these two are the future, basically. St. Clair, definitely the future. Um, for me, I'm always, I always love watching him play. Uh, he's he's just very much a, a top side keeper. He's very aggressive in, in how he does things, uh, owns his box completely. Uh, communicates well. So, yes, he keeps things organized. Now, on the back line, this is wild. The last game they played five deep. Guess they wanted to end the bleeding. Uh, Kalman in the middle, Boxall on the right, Lawrence on the left for the center backs. Your left wing back was Taylor, right wing back was Benitez, it shows here. Uh, Lod, Trap, and Ariaga are your midfielders with Garcia and Amaria up front. So no Reynoso for this match. Um, obviously, the questionable is is the story there. So if he gets in, of course, you know where he goes. Yeah, up top. So interesting. Now, the game before that, again, no Reynoso, right? Out of the lineup. Kind of explains some issues right there. Uh, St. Clair and goal. This time was a 4-3-3. Uh, Coleman boxed all your center backs this time. Benitez and Taylor on your outside backs. No shocker there. Uh, trap in the middle, traps your story, right? Rosales and Gonzalez, your other midfielders, with Denladi on the left up top with uh, Longwane and uh, Garcia up top. So look to Garcia to start if Reynoso cannot. Yes, sir. Uh, you missed the Dallas game where it was a 4-2-3-1 with yes. St. Clair at back. Reynoso was in that game. Uh, okay, so he did play the last one. There we go. Yeah, he, he played. he missed Portland away. Because of the red card in the Dallas game. Now, last week there was talk of him also missing our game due to yellow cards, but going by MLSsoccer.com, it has him not on the missing our game. So he could be there, he could not. It Because they had him missing last game and our game due to red card and yellow card accumulations. So not a very pro situation, is it? Uh, no, no, it's not. Thought that we don't even know who the heck's available for this thing because they can't figure out the card situation. Y'all messing up, man. The world is watching. Uh, <laughs> serious. So looking at what, what we see here, if he is available, of course, he starts. If he's not, he's not. But you're saying that even though he's listed as questionable, he should be in the lineup? Is that what, what your thought is? If he's not Yeah, he, he's, he's questionable with an ankle, but last okay. before our last game, MLS had him, MLSsoccer.com had him missing their last game against Portland due to red card and missing our game this week due to yellow card accumulations. Okay. Mystery time. So here's the big question. They got to play us. They know we play the 4-3-3. It never freaking changes. That's what we do. Um, 
We know we can cycle lineups. That's for sure. But it's very obvious that they completely cycle things every match. It's every match a different a different setup. Yes, we know who's on their back line, but dude, up top is is kind of chaos. And how deep they're gonna go? Is it gonna be the four three three? Is it gonna be a five three two? Are you gonna play the four two three one? Because they've done that as well, right, Bam? I think that was Dallas. Yeah. Well, the Austin at home, the Houston at home, and the Dallas games were four two three ones. So, okay. and last time they played us was a four two three one as well. Which this year. So to, to me, it's gonna be a four two three one. Historically, that would be them, right? I mean. That's been the preferred. So, all right. So we plan to play the four, two, three, one. Uh, we know the back four, right? We mentioned them. It's it's not going to change. Uh, who do you think is playing deep in, in mid for it feels for them for this one? If that's the case. Uh, I'm going to say trap and load. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah. Trap and load seem to be their, <laughs> their, 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 their settlers. I guess you could say the guys that get, can ping the ball around, hold up, control some things. Um, who plays on the high side of that midfield? High side. Um, uh, that's where it's going to get a bit interesting. Get It'll be right. Yeah. It depends on the questionables. If they're fit or not, that's what it comes down to. So if uh, Holland Wang's questionable, he'll play available. He'll play there. Um, Franger paying, and if he is clear to play or not, Reynoso. Okay. So, again, hard to predict because they're having some issues. Uh, really hard to predict. Should be fun. Uh, and then Franger paying was, of course, he got the red card versus Dallas. So, there's that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I'm, I keep looking at the lineup. Just, again, this one, this one's hard to figure out. It just is because we just don't know who's who's available to them. Um, we'll see. I think the story, of course, is more us. You know, what are we going to do now that we're on a slump and we can't quite figure things out or keep things going? And now we have real loss in this lineup. The back line is, is kind of a <laughs> shamble situation. Um, so who the heck? Okay, so who's out this match again? Are you saying that we're missing all of our outside starting potential backs? Yep. 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 So I'll throw this to you, Tony, first. What is your backline going to look like, man? Because this is this is going to be one we haven't seen before. Um, So, like, I was actually looking to see what we have in their defense and see what, what we can use and, like, manipulate with. Because we'll, for right now, we'll say for sure Chiellini and we'll sh- uh, for sure Murillo. Um, but... The other ones, it's like I think we might bring back Blessing to maybe do defensive ways. Because again, I don't don't know. Um the other ones that we can we the only the people who we have in defense, so this is your choices. Ibiage, uh Segura and Blessing. Or yeah, if you if you want, you can also bring back Acosta and Ilya Sanchez as well. So it's kind of okay. kind of hard. So so Mario does have experience playing outside back in his career. He does. He does. I think Segura's played out wide before. But the le- to me, the real situation is who the heck is a left back? Quite literally, I can't. I mean, I look to you, Bam. Who do you trust in that role? I 
I'm going to say we're going to do a five back line. We're going to do three center backs and two wing backs. So the wing backs will be blessing, mm-hmm. and <sighs> maybe Ilya because he'll, he'll be playing more of mid. If that makes sense, so I'm going to put see him going back there. But I can see us playing five at the back with the three center backs of. Chiellini, Ibiaga, and um, Segura. It's tough. It's tough. Um, could Acosta be playing a left back role? If it's a wing could back be. role, could this be the yeah. situation for him? Um, yeah. That he plays left wing back and then that frees up Mario to play right wing back, which just sounds bizarre or blessing, but... You know how scared I get when he plays in the back. Um, yeah. but, but at least with five in the back, you can and him playing a wing back, it's a bit more relieved. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you also have Ibiaga, but again, he's your three center backs. I think would be Segura, Ibiaga, and Chiellini. No, no question. If that's the case, then you can throw Maria as your right back if you want to go that heavy. Left could be Acosta if you really need to do it that way. Um, you have Mendez as well that can also move around a bit. But he also, at that point, if you're going to play the two up top, which again changes everything that we're about. Yeah. No, see, see I, I, I still think three up top will be two in the mid. Five, I can't two, see that against five midfielders, though. Like, I just, oof, how much do you want to seed and control this match? Hard decisions. Sure. This is where Dolo makes the money, everybody. Right here. This is where you earn your dough in a match like this. What do you do? What do you do? Anybody from Vegas we can call up? Some of the kids? <laughs> Put it out. Of- you know what? I bet she still stays with four. I think it's still going to be the four. Uh, the question is who gets who gets to be the victim playing on the left? Could it be an Ibiaga situation where he throws him out there? Run, play. Um, and then you just, again, throw it on paper. That's who going out there because we're in a bad situation. You make it work. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's real tough. Uh, the midfield situation, of course, is impacted by that. Um, of course, Ilya has to be there. I, I would per- still prefer Acosta in the mid because you need to control things. Um, and then the other choice would be Sifuentes. Keep it like that. It's fine. They'll work out the back situation. They've got two days to figure it out. Okay, less than that. They got a few hours. Uh, <laughs> and then becomes the top line, of course. Tony, who do you see up top? Obvious choices, right? Yeah, we just run back to what we had last game. Uh, Chicho, what is what was it? Chicho, Vela, and Buanga. Like that worked really well. So I don't see any changes in that. Okay. Uh, Bam, where do you see it on that one? Uh, I'm going to go Chicho, Opoku, Bawanga. I'm more in your realm on this since we have to, we need to limit time on ball <laughs> from their defenders because obviously we have a discrepancy in the back. Uh, the only way you're going to do that is if you pressure, 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 and then you got to have the speed out there. You have to have the guys that are putting in the work rate. And if you look at the numbers and who puts in the work rate, it, it it's got to be, it just has to be. So, 
um, I, I'm on the Apoku train for this one is, is we need, we need some speed. If we can wear them down and bring the other boys in and we do that, I think it makes more sense. Uh, Araceli, where do you see things on the top side? Um, I see it as the same as Dallas, Vela, Chicho and Bawanga and bring in Mahala as a sub. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, what's your take on Vela over Mahala? I know it's a funny question to ask, but situations are odd. <laughs> <laughs> no, the whole situation in itself, it's very difficult, but I mean, Mahala, he has proven he can start, but I really do like that Vela Chicho connection still. Anything Chicho connection is working for me right now, so all good. As long as he's out there, I, I feel we have a chance. Um, if you're looking at who's going to be your left back, who is your choice? Um, that is a difficult one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know. But... <laughs> it's tough. It's really tough. Um, yeah, I, I still think it's going to yeah. be one of our center backs shifted at this point. That's that's what I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, somebody who's capable of it. Mario's played wide before, mostly on the right. Um, Ibiaga can play wide. I wouldn't throw Segura or Chiellini out there, obviously. So I think this just just by that is where it probably ends up, right? I mean, those guys, those guys are there. All right. So again, for you guys, we'll throw it back to all you, the the, the listeners, as to what do you think the situation is going to be in the back line? Because it's probably the scariest situation. Um, Bam, before we throw it back to everybody else, final thoughts, sir, sir, uh, sir on this match. Um, what um, for? The biggest thing that I found that's really interesting for this match for me is the ref. We, ha we have not had this ref at all this game. It's Timothy Ford. So this year, we have not had him at all as a main ref. Huh. Minnesota hasn't had him at all this year as a main ref. We have had him three three times in our history with one win, one loss, one draw. But we've had him twice for a way with one win and one loss. While Minnesota, they've had him three times for two losses and a draw. And the one draw was a home game for them. So be interesting to see how he, this is done. But to me, it's really weird that we're getting a ref we haven't had this season this late in the season it's bizarre to me that they're, they're shuffling referees right before the playoffs and guys that haven't been around no familiarity it's just weird it doesn't seem all that yeah. pro professional to me uh, well he's, he's done he's done 16 games this year still not he's a lot never... for the amount of games in this league no but at the same time though out of those 16 games he's never done us or minnesota okay so so it's a wash pretty much that's yeah okay it, 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 it's a let's see how we get screwed over by um by pro referees <laughs> yeah pro here we go uh tony final thoughts before i throw it to the to the listeners um we'll just see how we go moving forward we have to just put out our best effort and move forward and get the chemistry right that's about it excellent Excellent. All right. Uh, Araceli, if you were going to look at one guy to stand out in this game, that's going to turn this. Who's that player? I'm going to put it on Boanga. 
he's been doing amazing runs the last couple of games. And I just, I, I don't know, I just feel it that a goal is coming from him. So I would hope that he be the final decision maker. His breakthrough moment gets us the three points. Tony, are you about that? Are you about that adventure as well? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm feeling it too, guys, for sure. He's he's due. He's due, right? There's no no question. So, all right. Let me throw it up to everybody here. Let's get to the comments. Oh, yes. I see David Day is in the mix. I see. Okay. Carlos, I've been seeing all saying all season the team needs a DP CAM. Uh, what's the point of having all these fours if there's no one in the midfield to feed them the ball? Uh, we've been on that train as well. The drumbeat is definitely uh, constant from the heart of LAFC. Um, but, you know, wingers solve the world problems. So uh, apparently it ends global warming too, um, or climate change. But, hey, wingers save the world. Uh, I know. That's our world now. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you, man. David Day looking for the like button. He's right. We're all looking for that like button. Please like this episode. Please throw your comments down there. That keeps us going. Uh, keep the engagement up, guys. Honestly, it helps us do better as well. Uh, David Day is about the coaching thing. He's <laughs> yes, uh, I get you. I get you. He's also asking about Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Ooh, I... Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Aren't they East Coast? I'm gonna have to look that up. Definitely East Coast. Uh, nice. Ox, thank you, man, for the well wishes, for sure. Thank you. David Day, social D equals a 10 out of 10. I'm with you, man. Throwing it back, people. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, been all about them forever, so. Big Dad Vida Dally is a Southern California band. Oh, they are. Okay, there you go. All right. Having flashbacks now. Thank you. Uh, cool. Hey, defenders in the mix. Uh, says Minnesota has no goal scored in their last three losses. Yes, and they allow goals, and we score goals. It's what we do. So that can't be bad. Uh, David Day, four, four more games. Yeah, four games to get it right. Oh, defenders thought you were wearing a Wrexham sweater. Oh, boy. It's Pizza Planet. Is it really Pizza Planet? Oh, there he goes. Disney. D23 just getting out, man. Uh, yeah. I get you, man. I was there yesterday. It was it was rather interesting. So, uh, yeah. We can't hear you, Bam. You've gone silent on us. Yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah. Last little Pizza Planet. I should have been there at D23 this year, but unfortunately, health and all that got in the way. It wasn't the best D23 ever, though, I must admit. So... Uh, they 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 announced the Disney Wonders coming to Australian shores for do cruises around Australia. So yes, it yes, was a magnificent did. one. <laughs> I would love to take the adjustment cruise all the way from up here. Uh, that would be kind of fun, right? Uh, well, we're talking about hopefully getting the the cruise that heads it back to US. It's a fifteen day cruise from Sydney to Hawaii, dude. So, dude, we're we're, we're, we're Thinking about doing that. <laughs> I, 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 dude, it's Disney. You can't go, you can't go wrong. Could you imagine that? A cross Pacific cruise? Like, that's just, yeah, it's, it's stopping in like uh, all the islands on the way across, too. So, dude, perfection, man. What a way to visit. 
Disney-fied. Uh, yeah, so I know we got into Disney geek mode. Sorry, guys. Uh, there's that. Uh, Rexham sweater. I will say this, Defenders and the Rexham sweater. I'm with you on the Rexham love. Um, in fact, I've gone so deep into this, I refuse to look at how Rexham's doing right now. I don't want to know um, for the sake of it, which makes me football illiterate in a way. Uh, but at the same time, I'm truly entertained by what I'm watching. So there is that. So uh, good on everybody who's watching it. It's a great show. Uh, it's it's just fun to see the process. And for those of us that have been, many of us, involved with LAFC from, from day one or day zero, um, there's some vibes, man. There's some real vibes that we're all getting. So it's kind of cool to see. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, red card for Bonnie last game. Thank you, defenders. That is true. So that affects them as well. And hopefully, 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 uh, Reynoso, uh, you know, questionable wins the day, right? Uh, we'll see. Ox is laughing. Uh, Carlos Escobar is out. Who's going to play left back or right back? I think right back we can figure out because of history. Left back's the story. Ooh, I like this. Edgar Corral, bring in Julian. The pelvis is back, people. Pelvis is healthy, so maybe pelvis gets some playtime. Sorry, Julian, but you're getting called pelvis for fun. Uh, I don't know how you break, break that outside of a car accident, but uh, he's healthy now, so whatever. Let's do this. Got to make it happen. Uh, right, Bam? It's okay to have Julian Gaines try try his best. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I even look at bringing um, Tony Leon. At, for a center back role. There you go. There you go. Ooh, Edge has the question here. Uh, do y'all keep Escobar next season or move him and get a new right back? Uh, or are y'all happy with him? Dude, it's double edge with Mr. Escobar. Um, I'll say this right now. I like Escobar. I like his fire. Dude gets concussions, still tries to play, does his thing. They have to force this man off field. Every time you take him off the field, he has like a, a fit. Because the competitor is there, and I love the, com com the the compete that he has. He does lose his head, like I've mentioned. He's had off, you know, sideline bust ups. He had this moment where he lost it with the referee. He's had these moments when he played for Atlanta United. He goes too far. We know this, but we also know that he won an MLS Cup with Atlanta and scored a game winner in a final. So. What Escobar do you get? Depends on how healthy he is, where his head's at. But I will say this, among all of our right backs that we've ever had, he's probably the most talented one we've ever had. I'm just going to put that right there. I know I'm, there's some big names I'm talking about, and I'm still talking above it. Yeah, I'm there, man. Um, I just see what he has as, as tools. And you're like, what about Hollingshead? Hollingshead, dude, Hollingshead's a left back. Um, yes, he's killing it too. Uh, top scorer in, in the league for defenders. But uh we all know his real positioning, and I don't think we want to have Hollingshead be the full-time right back all year. It's just an, it's an odd situation for him. He's just a you know an absolute sport to make it happen. Um, would I keep Escobar? It depends on how this season plays out. To me, the court's still out, especially at his age. So keep him, not keep him. Court's out. We're not done. The season's not over. Bam. Where where do you sit on the Escobar situation? For me, for someone that's on five fifty k a year. I would keep him. He's got the experience. He's got the, I wouldn't say level head headness, but he's got the mental cap cap mentality to be able to play really good in that role. And for what we're paying him and where he is, I would keep him for at least another year. There we are. Araceli, where are you at on that one? I say we keep him for another year, purely just on experience alone. 
Awesome. And Tony, Tony, I, I, I can almost make a bet you're going to say keep him, right? Yeah. There you I go. The, I love this there, there it is. Yeah, dude, again, first game I ever saw him play for us. I know it was preseason, but, man, it was next level. So I was so happy with what I saw from him. And, again, we need, need guys with guts, and this guy has it. And he'll go to dark arts if necessary, and we just we lack the guts, man. So there's that. Um, ooh. Carlos C. How about Acosta at left back and blessing in midfield with Ilya and Seafield? It's a real possibility. I would not be surprised to see that tomorrow, Carlos. I think you're on point with it. Um, it's hard to see Acosta out of the midfield, but I know he has experience and can play that role. So you might be you might be hitting gold on this one. Um, it, it, it sounds logical. I don't think anybody here would disagree with it, right? If it happened, we'd be like, yeah, well, it makes sense. Yeah, everybody nodding their head right now. Yeah, we're there, man, for sure. Again, it, there's there's a no-win situation here. You just have to make it work. Um, Ox, uh, yep, same here. Show is pretty good, right? We like Wrexham. We like Ted Lasso. The more football shows we can get, the better. The more mainstream you can make it, even more so. Uh, shout out to Ryan Reynolds, man. That dude cracked me up every episode. Love it. Love it. All right. So uh, that brings it to the final say as to what we do on, you know, tradition here, our final comments of the day. First and foremost, before we even get into that, we want to thank you guys for forever and ever supporting us since draft day in Philadelphia way back when. Uh, we just keep on doing what we do. Uh, our cast just gets better every week. Our crew just keeps dialing in, doing what they got to do. Um, good times that's for sure and on my birthday guys well done everybody all right so final thoughts today i'm gonna throw this over to tony he's got that vibe i'm just seeing something he's got to say so i want to throw it to you tony what do you got for us final comments of the day um final comments of the guys we'll start with um let's get these three points and get the uh get the the west locked down so we don't have to worry about that so then we can just focus on the supporter shield and get home home field advantage throughout the playoffs and the finals. So let's do that. And then of course, um, like I've been saying since for the past couple pods is check up on your friends. Mental health is a big issue. Uh, as I posted, I've been going through some stuff internally. Uh, Joseph and Bam and all my other friends have known about this. And this is why I've been saying it just because they check up on me and make sure I'm doing all right. And, you know, Luckily, I also have LAFC and all this work that I'm doing to keep my mind off it. And that's all sometimes you need. As you say, are you okay? A conversation can change your life. And it can just because, you know, you're checking up on people and knowing that you're okay. And that's all you need to do. So, yeah, check up on them, call them, text them, have dinner, have anything with them. And, you know, make sure you're, you guys are okay. Let them know you care, right? It's essential. It is really essential in this world. So talk, people. It never hurts. There's no, there's not, there's never too many phone calls and no, never too many conversations. Truth, truth. All right. I'm going to throw it to you, Bam. Uh, final thoughts before we go into this match tomorrow for my uh, Yeah, go for it. Final thoughts. Once again, happy birthday to you. I'm going to throw it there once more time before we clear the show. I've got to throw it up there. <laughs> I hope I hope he doesn't have one with Araceli's mom or my, my father-in-law because it's just going to get that much funkier. <laughs> No, no, no. I, okay, I wait, what? Dude, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> it, I'll, I'll look into it for next year. Um, Again, happy birthday again, Joseph. Um, Remember, as Tony's saying, mental health 
it's one of the most important things out there. You know, just a quick message, quick phone call. Hey, how you going? Go grab lunch, go grab dinner, go for a walk. Um, do whatever makes you guys happy. Like me and Tony, we just get on COD together and just troll people and get a bit toxic, but that's beside the point. <laughs> but it, it's a way for us to be able to get together, talk because we're so far away, and just enjoy each other's company. Um, yeah. For, for, yeah, for those that are going to the game, safe travels. For those going to watch parties, be safe, enjoy yourselves, drink responsibly, gamble responsibly, and just have fun. Yes, or you know, play FIFA against Bam in the middle of the night because why the hell not? Uh, all good things, all good things, it, it, exactly. Exactly. If you guys, if any other listeners out there, remember, I want a different time zone to you guys. You know, it's only in the afternoon for me. So if you need to reach out to someone, just reach out to me. And you know, I'm a different time zone. So if it's 2 a.m. for you and you need to talk about something, just reach out. There it is. Thank you, Bam. Good stuff. So it brings it to Araceli. Araceli, final thoughts for this episode. Really quickly, I got to bring up, since we were on the topic of birthdays, I still haven't forgotten that Easter bunny at that Easter game. Oh, Ernesto Remember? the bunny? Yeah. Yes. We love you, Ernesto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still have not forgotten that. The, that's one way to celebrate a birthday. Let's put it that way. But going on with final thoughts, I mean, we all agree coming for the game tomorrow, we just hope that the team is there mentally. They can get the the three points to get that big win. And just to kind of echo what Tony and Bam has been saying about how mental health is very important, it truly is. So, um, I mean, I'm always here, all ears, if you ever need to talk or just, you know, shoot a little funny message, even if it's just like a, a crazy picture or something. Okay, never mind. I'll take that back. Do like a funny gif or something. I'm not opening it that way, but you get what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> that guy over yes, here. Yes, like that kind of picture. I <laughs> dude, really? Oh fam. I have ways, man. I have ways. <laughs> hey, it's 1 a.m. over here. Okay, so give me a break, but you get what I'm trying to say overall. Just check in with your friends, regardless of the situation. <laughs> I love you all. That is awesome. Thank you, Bam. Thank you. Thank you, Araceli. Uh, I'm with you guys, man. A laugh takes you a very long way, as you can tell right now. And uh, go laugh more. Have fun with your friends. Check in with the others that you stand next to every game, right? Like, conversations never hurt. They never do. Um, and moments to get together, just like the last week's watch party and seeing people you haven't seen in a while. It's just, it, it keeps you healthy. It does. Human interactions required, folks. So, yes, look out for each other. That's for certain. On the road, that too. Look out for each other for those of you who are traveling. Um, for the rest of us, going to watch the game tomorrow. Uh, keep your heads about it. Um, no matter what happens, we're still in the driver's seat in the West. And there's always upsets in the playoffs. And who knows what Philly's going to do. Watch them tank the first game in the playoffs. You never know in this world. So, Get get your home field for your own your own division and and again, if that's the only team that you got to chase and they don't make it, guess who gets to host again anyway? So it ain't the end of the world, but definitely I want trophies too. Uh, to the rest of you guys, thank you once again for tuning in, watching us do what we do, walking up to us, giving us conversations at the games, at the tailgates, talking football, talking podcasts. We love it all. 
uh, never hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, all love to everyone out there. Uh, of course, to close out this episode, final word of the day. So I'll throw this one to Tony first. Final word. Stay golden. Bam. Stay golden. Araceli. Stay golden. And for me, to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. for listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over <laughs>